This is Professional Life Crisis. I'm your host, Amanda. And by now, I'm a damn near professional at having a life crisis. This podcast is here to help you get through those messy, uncertain times riddled with ramen noodles and self-doubt. If you're an ambitious, curious young professional trying to pave your way in the world, it's not as scary as I once thought it was, but I really wish I'd had someone to tell me that. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Professional Life Crisis. Wherever you are on your personal and professional journey, I'm so happy to have you. Today's episode is such a fun, funny, yet incredibly genuine chat with a dear friend of mine. If you're somewhere on the struggle spectrum between do I need a new job, to move to a different city, or all of the above, this episode is for you. And if you've ever gone through a tough personal time and worried about how to prioritize your mental health while also juggling a very demanding workplace, Catherine is so vulnerable and shares how she was able to work with her company to take an unprecedented leave of absence to prioritize her mental health and to come back to work better than she'd felt in years. I can't wait for you to come along for our chat. Let's get into it. So... I have been on the journey of Kat's life crises (laughs) many times. (laughs) Yeah, and you've been along for the ride. Yeah, and you have been on mine. Yeah, yeah. This is not a new topic. One of us always riding back seat in the other's car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the getaway car, we were driving. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) this is also the shirt that I wore to the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, I I have not. Wow, it's really sparkly since then. But I was like, it's a vibe. So it is a vibe. Yeah. Um. So, but I feel like we should, you know, for historians' sake, yeah. we should do a little, uh, like, chronological reenactment of what went down. Nice. Because I know that you've had crises about work, and, like, that was one whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you had, I would say, like, one and a half to two crises about moving. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. For sure. Let's let's take it back. So, tell me about the first one. This was, like, okay. work stuff, right? Work stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's there's many, many crises. Right, there's always a crisis, yeah, but always. Like, specifically the big ones. The big one, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, the big, big one was, um, well, it was 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm setting the stage. Isn't there's... it 2021 right now? Like, <laughs> no, you said that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, is it? I'm yeah. sorry, like, I know it's not 2020 anymore, but right. like, that's obvious, and like, right. sh- like, don't say that word, right. but, like, shh. <laughs> It's definitely not about to be 2024. Honestly, by right. the time this episode goes live, it It'll will be, be 2024. 2024. Yeah. Like, which no, is sorry. <laughs> like, but also, can I just say, thank God we're heading into another even year because I just don't do well in odds. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So 2021. No yeah, good. No good. All right. No dice. What happens? Bad. Yeah. So I'll back up into my professional life. Exited college. Entered. Odd year. Odd year. 17. Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2018, great year. Okay. <laughs> like, coming up. Fun, like, was having fun in a romantic partnership. I just entered the work field, you know, after college. I, um, you know, was, like, starting that professional career as, like, right. a young lady in New York City. And, like, earning some money. Yeah, like, you're you like, know, oh, doing well, stuff. like, 
this is a lot more than getting paid six dollars an hour at a froyo place so you're like this is fun <laughs> like i'm an adult now like yeah it's still like a little shiny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. where you think like forty thousand dollars you're like, like richie richster over here but then you're like oh actually i can't afford anything but um, yeah that new york city lifestyle goes real quick oh yeah yeah so that's when I started my career. Around 2018, I was originally in the event planning industry. I was an assistant wedding planner. I loved it. However, the emotional toll of that job was just a lot mm, to handle. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So I did that for about a year. Um, and that was my like kickstart job out of my career because when I was in college and I got a marketing degree and art degree, right? So I have a visual arts degree and a marketing degree from college. I still didn't know what job to search and where to look for an advertising position. Mm. Like, I had no idea. Like, what job title well, should I be they looking don't teach for? You shit about that. No, no, they don't teach you anything. They don't teach you in high school about doing your taxes or, nope. like, how to manage your money. Right. In college, they don't right. actually teach you what you can do with this stupid degree. Right. Like, yeah. and people our age now, like, just don't even know what a 401k is. I'm right. like, bro, get out of Come on. We gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we gotta be having Right. Now you gotta be a little accountable right. for yourself. But, yeah. like, yeah. 2017, it was a pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you gotta have one Yeah, exactly. For a long time, that was, like, my dating criteria. I don't know if you were present at Emily's birthday party a couple years ago. But um, I was single at the time, and this guy was, like, trying to chat with me, and he had short king energy, for sure. Nice. Like, he was probably, like, 5'6". Nice. Fine. I'm 5'3". Yeah. But I remember, like, he got drunk, and all he could talk about was, like, that he was short. <laughs> he was like, oh, like, is do you not like me because I'm short? I was oh. like, no, it's because you don't have a 401k. <laughs> bye. <Yeah. laughs> That's it. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Immediately disqualified from the pool. Sorry. I was like, 5'6 would have been fine if you right. started your 401k three years ago. Right. Thanks, though. Yeah. <laughs> So now you're short on retirement savings, so that's really where you're short now, buddy. Yeah, not your height. So true, true, good, true. good retirement. Right. Is so they don't teach you shit. They don't teach you anything. Yeah. Um, so that's where I kind of landed in the planning business because I was like, I don't really don't know what to do. And like, I've always loved planning parties. Like, I love planning events. I was always like a leader. So I'm like, oh, well, I'd be good at this. And it was fun. Loved it. Just emotionally taxing. So I'm like, okay, I think I need to pivot to something else. Mm -hmm. And that pivot was to my current career and actually a career that I had aspired to be in since I was in like the fifth grade, just the advertising um, realm, advertising industry, working in digital media. So I found my way into a digital media agency, which we expand upon in another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Go take we'll a listen. all about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, what the fuck is digital media yes. episode. Yeah. So one. Um, and... I started my career there and I had known like, okay, your, your stereotypical advertising career, especially in New York city, right. Is really work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. You're putting a lot of hours, a lot of stressful projects, but also client demands up the wazoo. Yes. Right. Cause it's client services. So, yeah. um, but there was like a lot of fun aspects where like, okay, like maybe you're in the office till 11 o'clock, but like five other people are there and then you order pizza and beers and you're all just kind of like working through it together. That's not technically like the play hard part. It's like, no, like everyone parties pretty hard in the advertising agency too. Mm. But you know, it was like a go, go, go. And I, I really like that environment. However, coming out of college being, you know, like a young woman now moved to New York city and entering this field, I was starting to become burnt out extremely quickly mm. because I was really putting my heart and my soul into my job. And I don't think that anyone had ever told me that I should be doing anything other than that. Yeah. Like, and that, like, you probably had no separation and, like, no, no personal boundaries from work at that age. Yeah. I didn't either. It, it's so hard. Right. I think part of it is, like, you don't feel like you've earned that yet. Yeah. And you just, like, have to be a yes man. Which, yep. to some extent, like, it, it is a little bit of the initial, like 
hazing. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which does happen. Career, right? Yeah. But you do have to learn to flex that muscle and yeah. you got to learn quickly. Otherwise, yes. like you will keep being absorbed by your work and people will take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is like early career, but mm. you don't have the boundaries yet because you haven't like sort of grown into yourself professionally. Correct. So burnout's happening faster than it probably should. Really fast. And not even, not even a professional only burnout, an emotional burnout. Mm. Because I also was saying, okay, to myself, you're putting in all these hours, you're putting in all this effort, and what are you getting back right now? Yeah. Like, you've been told your whole life, mm. like, okay, work hard so you can earn X, Y, Z. And I just didn't feel that, like, earn aspect, like, really coming through and one, my paycheck. Um, two, the value that I felt I was getting from the agency that I was at, where I didn't feel like they valued me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, a raise that I got was significant percentage-wise, but... In terms of dollar-dollar bills. Right. It's, like, it's unlivable. And it's, like, how are you expecting someone to work for you for 12 hours a day and you're not paying them to even live in the same area code where your office is? Right. It just, like, didn't... Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me now. And, you know, even back then, it's, like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I know, which is working as hard as I can to try to produce the best outcome for my agency and for my client. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was really, really running into to burnout issues. Because then, right, that kind of overflows into having financial issues. We are like, right. I can't pay for anything. I can't even have fun on the weekends when I'm not supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. And I'm working my ass off during the week. And for what? So yeah. what's the what's the end game here? Right, right. Like, what am I doing? No one here even seems to think that, oh, yeah, like, Kat's a great, you know, contributor to this team. Like, she's really valuable to us, and, like, we value her as, like, a human and a worker. And that just wasn't coming through. Um, I was also working on a fairly difficult client in a very short-staffed team. Um, yeah. And it was there. just, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of work to go around. And I, again, right, didn't have the education coming from mentors, you know, even, like, family, peers, like, society saying, like, hey, like, take a beat and, like, Boundaries. you'll get through it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everything doesn't have to get done today, but in my mind, right. I was like, well, I gotta, like... Well, it feels like it, it when feels you have clients like up your ass who think that it has to get done today. Right. And, you know, then, too, like, I've grown a lot since, and so, like, this was happening in 2019, and, and really, it, it hit really pretty hard in 2020, especially when the pandemic, you know, hit New York City. That was a really difficult time, of course. Yeah, we, we'll give 2020 the pass on yeah. the whole odd even year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that was probably uh, all around, like, all across the board, mm-hmm. bad for everyone. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, Blanket bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, pandemic really, like, rocks you. Right. And... Uh, it was just a really tough time. I was going through a breakup, which really tore me down. I was really, like, emotionally hit from there, obviously, too. And Yeah, you're, like, taking beatings from Right, every every angle. Yeah, right. So I can't afford anything. I really was, like, lost, right? I think a big thing, like, post-grad depression is really real. Mm-hmm. You're, like, in this cocoon your entire life in school, and then you're thrust yeah. into, you know, the real world, and it's like, okay, you're not given any support systems where it's like there's not structure there's not support i think one of the hardest parts about graduating is that you had your like very set bubble yeah which had built-in friends Mm -hmm. built-in mentors professors like a built-in thing to be doing yeah 
Um, and you had your activities, like yeah. you had your extracurricular things that you were involved in that mm -hmm. like gave you happiness and a sense of like separation from classes and from your homework. Mm -hmm. And then in my real life, when I graduated, I felt like I didn't find those hobbies quick enough. Mm -hmm. And so I also was super depressed. I was like, all right, so I'm like working endlessly for this job mm -hmm. that I, I did not like my job. Right. Um, and so what for? Like extracurriculars were always the way that I separated myself and like enjoyed my time. Yeah. So I thought it was really important once I like finally found those. It yeah. definitely gave me a sense of separation yes. and like balance in my life. Right. And even like pur and purpose outside of work. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, exactly. if you put all your marbles, all your purpose marbles into your job. Ooh, the purpose marbles. The purpose marbles. <laughs> Pur purpose, <laughs> purpose marbles? I just wanted marbles. to call them purple marbles. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what purple it sounds purpose like it marbles. Be. Yeah. The purpose marbles. Purpose okay. marbles. Yeah. That may or may not be purple. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you put them all into like one jar. Mm-hmm you're just not diversifying yourself enough. Yes. And then if something goes wrong at work, it feels like something's going wrong in your entire life. Yes. Yeah. And then it's, it's defeating. Especially, you know, you're trying to navigate yourself, your life now as a young adult, assuming you're likely, right, you meaning the viewers, the listeners, you're like in a city, right? <laughs> right? Like you're trying to navigate like, okay, like now I'm like trying to move out of my parents' home. Like, do I live with friends? Can I afford to live alone? Like, what is that looking like? My expenses, you're paying for everything. Right. It and is... you don't have a mental model for any of this yet. No. Like literally nothing. No, you've never flexed those muscles yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So career is just like stressful. Pandemic hits. Mm -hmm. You go through a breakup mm -hmm. and where's your mind at? My mind was in the gutter. Yeah. And I think that was a really difficult thing to grasp, too, because there'd be instances where I was at work and I'm like, okay, like, I know, like, I'm an intelligent human, you know, like, I'm, I'm capable, you know, okay, I've gotten this far in my career. And even, you know, through school, right? Like, I always got A's, like, I had a over 100 average in high school, which just sounds so nerdy. Like, when I right. say that, but I it's know. like, you know, I've always been like a, a we type A student. Dweebs. We were dweebs. <laughs> yeah, we were big time nerds. Like, yep. Yeah. Uh, and I just really feel like I wasn't performing at the level that I knew my intelligence mm -hmm. and abilities were capable yes, of. Yes. And so that was an added layer of frustration. But I think the biggest proponent that was really irritating to me was why? Like, I, I had no concept of why am I not able to think like I can normally think? Why am I getting so upset over really tiny things in my life? Why am I not, you know, able to even like communicate how I'm feeling and and hmm. really like understand how to help myself? Like why why is all of this happening? Not in like a oh woe is me, but like really trying to find the uh, the true answer of yeah. like your inner self. Why am like, I feeling what? like this? Yeah, right. And so that really was my professional life crisis. Wow. Is that is it my job? Is it the industry? Is it me? You know. Yeah. Is it where I'm living? Is it what I'm doing? Like, like is it all of it? Is it you all know, of like, it? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is the source of my, not even unhappiness, but, like, true depression? Yeah. Like, truly, like, brain fog, uh, inability to compute and be able to communicate and... You're like, not a sharp. You just can't, like, keep up yeah. at a normal pace. And it's amazing because I feel like now, you know, we're 28 now, mm -hmm. and something that I admire about you so much is I feel like you do know yourself so well. Mm -hmm. Like... Kat's always the one in the friend group who knows how, like, seasonal depression affects her, how the gluten that she ate yesterday, like, threw off her gut, and now she has rain fog, and she can't get, you know. So you've developed such a strong understanding of your whys, mm -hmm. and 
I could see not having that like strong inner self-centered feeling really throwing you off. Yes. Back then. Yeah. So you're going through this like mental spiral, basically trying to figure out the whys. Right. And eventually where did you get with that? So I, I had been thinking, it's like, okay, something needs to change. And then right going to the question of what, what, what? Mm -hmm. right. And so really the conclusion in that really difficult time in my life was my mental health needs to change. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, how do I change that? Which is like, okay, you should go to therapy, you know, you could try to eat better, right? You go to a doctor, maybe you go on antidepressants, which like is nothing that wasn't familiar to me. I've been dealing with chronic mental health and this is for, you know, a while now. So Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't unfamiliar, but I think it really goes back to that why now am I feeling so depressed yeah. where everything, my entire world feels like it's crashing into me? Mm. Um, and really my, I, I remember I had, it was a, a terrible breakdown where I told my boss, I'm like, I need to go out of pocket for two hours. I'm like, I have never been so low in my entire life. I'm mm. like, do I need to call someone? Am I going to harm myself? Am I going to kill myself? You know, like really, that's really deep. bad. Yeah. And he was like, is everything okay? And like, what am I going to say? Like, like, no, no but like, right? also you're my boss. So yes. Like, right. I don't know. Right. Yes. So sure. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let me just go sit by the pier and contemplate jumping over the railing. You right. know, like, but yeah, 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 fine, but no, no I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that report to you by six. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't, don't you worry. I'll still come through. No worries. Honey. Yeah. yeah. We got you. Yeah. And also like shout out to my manager. He's a really wonderful human. Um, who has gotten me through a lot. Uh, but I, you know, it was like, I was not going to be able, like, the conclusion I came to was, I am not going to be able to help myself if I keep my life exactly the way it is. Yeah. So, if I need to help my mental health, something else has to change. Right. Um, And essentially, uh, the decision was to go on a health leave Mm -hmm. for mental health crisis. I remember that. Yeah. So, I was really taking a break from, I took three months off of work. How did you broach that conversation with your manager? I, like, briefly remember this was a big, stressful period. And, like, trying to figure out how to work this out with your team and your HR team. Like, how did you even start this conversation, though? Of, like, hey, I'm actually not okay at all. Right. So the morning after that, like, two hours of, like, hey, I need to, like, take a a little break to myself. Which was unusual, right? Because, like, I was a workhorse, like, working 12 hours a day. Like, always putting in my, you know, the best effort I could. And... I got on the phone with my manager the next morning and I was in tears and I said like I was crying and I said I'm not okay and he was like oh shit because <laughs> yeah. you know that that's not that's not the person that I put forth in my yeah. my career and you know even now I'm a lot more comfortable and open you know talking about my mental health and like communicating like yes this feels good I'm okay or no this does not feel good I'm not okay like something needs to change mm-hmm. but I think that was the first step that I took in my life to saying or admitting, I'm not okay. Yeah. This has to change. So That's essentially, huge. I asked them. I, I put it on my company, not specifically my manager, because, like, you know, how much can you do when, you know, yeah. I'm 23, my manager's 25. I'm like, it's yeah, not like, like, okay, yeah. all right, let's figure right, it out. He's a but kid he doesn't too. have a magic wand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I said to him, I'm like, I, I just need to know my options. I'm like, I, I need to find out, do I stop working here? Do you need me to stop working here if I need to take... And extended leave to fit my mental health. Um, 
Like, are you able to give me, you know, can I do two weeks unpaid? Like, I, I needed to find out what are my options for taking some time. For taking awesome. some time. Yeah. Um, so we were able to work through that. I was put on disability, essentially, through my agency, through my HR. Um, and then I had three months of hard work to do. And by hard work, I mean seeing a therapist weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, where I just really had to prioritize my own health. Because yeah. I was like, I cannot be back in that that hole ever again. And so I get like really emotional thinking of if anyone else is, you know, depressed, suicidal, like wanting to self-harm, right? Like thinking how horrible of a time that was and how how I wasn't myself. Yeah. You know, it's like you're a different human when you're you're depressed. You're a different human when really you're having a crisis that is so chemically changing you. Where it's like your brain is not functioning at the capacity that it normally can because it can't. It's sick. Yeah. You know, it, like it literally I try to describe that to people where they're like, oh like mental blah 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 blah. But I'm like, you think that like, okay, some people get chronic sinus infections. Right. Some people have asthma. And some people have brain colds, we'll call it, right? Yeah, Depression. Yeah. A brain cold. A brain okay, cold. I like that. Yeah. Like, it's lit- It's truly like an illness that alters your your state of being, your your mental awareness and capacity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my focus. And I could not even evaluate, like, okay, is it my career, my industry? Is it my current position in my job? Mm-hmm. Or is it the current company that I'm at? Until I had a clear break. That yeah. was step one. Yeah. Step one is clearing that brain, getting myself healthy, and I did. I've been in therapy for, what year is it? <laughs> well, that would be 2024, <laughs> okay. so. Yeah. It was like yeah. three, three years now. Even like, though, you know, yesterday was 2021. But. Right, yeah, yeah. So consistent, consistent therapy, um, which really, like, saved my life. Mm. I was able to, and also thankfully, like, that's a very privileged thing to say. I will take a nod to. Like, not everyone is able to talk to their company to say, hey, I need to go on disability or, you know, whatever the yeah. option is. Not everyone is able to have a support system like I did of family and friends who are, you know, there to support my journey towards wellness, mm-hmm. you know. But I will say the answer is always going to be no if you don't ask. Yes. And it's not like you saw that your company had this policy completely outlined and it was like available to you on the company portal or anything. Right. You, you did have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. So, yes, while the option might not always exist, you're never going to know unless you ask and at least, you know, try to come to an agreement. Yeah. If you're someone who's valuable to them and they want to be able to keep you, like, it's in their best benefit to come up with a solution that's going to give you the time off that you need. Yeah. So that I would definitely just say, like, advocate for yourself. Yes. If nobody knows that you're struggling and if nobody already has a policy to help people, you know, take some time off, like, you need to express that. And right. maybe that can be accommodated. Right. Which I think, too, is, like... I think wellness checks are just important for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you're doing great. I love getting your wellness right. checks. <laughs> literally right. just be like, wellness check. Like, right. literally, that'll right. be the text. Right. How's everyone, how's everyone doing? And I'm yeah. like, six out of ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have that frame of reference. It is. Because when is. you're like, oh, wait, actually, I'm only a four out of ten. And then it's like, okay, why? Yeah, you know? that's bad. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But it's like right. good to check in with yourself because then yeah. how do you know? How yeah. do you know? Yeah. So yeah, advocating for yourself, checking in with yourself is, is really great. So so back to the professional life crisis, right? We were able to sort out the mental health with like, ah, oh, very thankful. 
very thankful I'm here. Very thankful I was able to like work through everything. Shout out to my therapist, Caroline. You're great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, Caroline. Thank we, you. We all appreciate. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. We all appreciate you. Who <laughs> I saw her this last week, and that was like really exciting. So I'm like, wow, look at this journey that we've been on together. And she's yeah. like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, she's like, and that's why you pay me the big yes. bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I will say, finding the right therapist also really important. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone who you can relate to. And that's difficult, too. It's the same thing like finding a life partner romantically. Yeah. Maybe not. like the, the, Yeah, you have to be compatible. Right, you have to be way. compatible. Yeah. Um, so, right. So, we, we were able to take care of our mental health journey, our wellness journey. And then I went back to work um, <laughs> Q3 of, uh, of 2021. <laughs> and uh, I felt like... It was so wild where I had gone back to work and I was like, oh, my brain is working again. Yes. Like I can actually handle the tasks that are being assigned to me. I actually am thinking clearly. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was very, it was a very stark difference where I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this feels like how I've known my brain to work for me my entire life. Mm, Not the last two years of severe depression and anxiety and brain fog. And wow. It was like, wow. I like I'm back baby you know yeah. Like, yeah. but honestly that's that is so amazing I'm glad you said that because I think when so much is changing in your life like when you first start your career out of college there's just so many changes that you just went through it's yeah. hard to know like what it is yes and you question yourself a lot mm-hmm. you're like oh like is this just my attitude now is this just how I show up like is this just like work like work just sucks or life just sucks like right. is this just what being an adult is like yeah and to some extent the answer is yes to some of those things mm-hmm. but like no like right. you should find out which of those things are just like adapting and changing to a new environment mm-hmm. and which things are actually like wrong yeah. Because for me, I also had this, like, <sighs> this burnout mm-hmm. after a couple of years in consulting. And when I was looking to get a new job, I was actually self-questioning whether I could handle, like, a high-stakes, like, fast-paced role, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Like, that's right. the kind of person right. that I am. Of course you can. But when you, <laughs> you go do through those things... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, but when you go through those things, you get to that level of self-questioning that's Mm -hmm. so bad that Mm -hmm. you're like, am I even that person anymore? Yeah. So the way you're talking about your mental health affecting your ability to show up at work and, like, be the person that you remembered yourself to be, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, that's huge. Yeah. It's, wow. It's super important. Yeah. So that would be my first piece of advice. If you are in a professional life crisis, my advice would be to make sure that you are within your window of tolerance mm. for your mental health oh yeah 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 i like right because like that'll flux right yeah. it's like it's not one streamline like you mm-hmm. have you have a window of like okay like, like what's acceptable right and if you're not in that window that is what you need to focus on first in my opinion that's that's what worked for me i'd recommend that for anyone who is going through that right now or maybe has gone through that in the past, like kind of reevaluate, like, oh, like maybe this decision was a result of poor mental health or brain fog, which like really is a subset of that. Like it's mm. a real thing. And then go from there. Wow. Yeah. The window of tolerance. The window of tolerance. I Shout out Carolyn. I love that. <laughs> that's her. That's her shtick. Yeah. So you clear up your mental health. Yeah, you we're, get back. We're in the work. window. We're in the window. That's great. We're back yeah. in the window. Yeah, 
and you're back at work and you're starting to come back to yourself mm-hmm. and you're starting to do well again and mm-hmm. you're starting to feel better. Yeah. So then what kind of happens in between work improving mm-hmm. and your other self-exploration and thinking about moving? Right. So moving came from a result of feeling great within my career. Mm. and Because like one thing had finally settled. Right. Okay. So the one thing had settled where we're in the window of tolerance. And then, then the conversation came to, well, there's still some things that I don't really feel great about in my career. Mm. However, I feel, I'm feeling okay. So now let's move to the career part. Now let's evaluate that and see, do I still want to be in this career? If I'm still objectively unhappy in my day-to-day, even mm. though my mental health is as well. Yeah. But going to work was just a huge pain. Um, so evaluating, do I want to stay in this industry? Do I want to change industries now that I have a, a healthy mind, a healthy heart feeling really good. And so that was the next question I tackled. Okay. And essentially that, that decision actually boiled down to money Yeah. because living in New York city, I was this is not a joke. No. Yeah. It really like came down to, okay. Yeah. I'm a single girl living in New York city. I did not want to move back in with my parents. I wanted to ensure that I'm surrounded with a healthy social life, which I'm just a very social human. Like I yeah. love being surrounded by friends, by people, positive energy, positive vibes. Um, and also like about living with your parents, mm. I did it for three, three and a half years, mm-hmm. and it was, like, so fine for that time. Yeah. But once you stop living with your parents, <laughs> you cannot go back. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is so cagey, like, to right. go back and feel like you're kidding. Right. Again. You walk in that door, and you're immediately outside of your window of tolerance. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, like, okay. Nope, nope, yeah, gotta go. Nope, gotta go. Yeah. I spend, like, one day at my parents' house at yeah. a time, and then I'm yeah. like, all right, gotta go. Bye, right, guys. Yeah. Love you. Right. We gotta go. We gotta go. Go back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So in, you know, saying like, okay, these are my priorities. How can I make sure that those priorities stay intact? Essentially, I decided to not change my career with the intent of um, probably only shifting to another agency, so another like company to work for within digital media um, for maybe a year. Right. Just like, okay, let's just like, we'll get a new job, maybe get a little pay raise, right? We'll like promotion, another, another step on the ladder um in my career and then we'll like have some money and then we'll reevaluate mm-hmm. like okay we're gonna change the environment we're gonna change teams we're gonna change companies start anew but also like keep my foundation of like this is still what i know right this is now the industry i've been in for two and a half years so yeah let's just like go with what we know and then we'll reevaluate from there okay and i joined the current agency that i'm at now and i have never felt like a more valuable human employee yes like part of a team and it was an amazing feeling to feel so supported. And I think the clarity, too, is it wasn't only the people that I worked with. I think that's, like, a big clarity because mm. I loved the people that I worked with at my first agency. Okay. Wonderful human beings, um, you know, great to work with, just – but I, I didn't feel like the agency itself – was supportive and was able to provide resources to all of their employees to actually provide support for them from their day-to-day and also from, like, an overarching managerial, like, Mm. perspective. Mm. They just, like, didn't have those resources available. So now I go to this new agency, I feel like, oh, you want to learn, like, a different discipline? Like, I specialize in paid social media. So, right, so your advertisements that are on Instagram, your advertisements on TikTok, Snapchat, yada, yada, yada. Um, It's like, oh, you want to learn about 
Google advertisements or you want to learn about TV advertisements, here's、mm-hmm. some resources. Like、so、here's a like class you can take. So there's like much more room to grow and develop、right. more skills and right. Your teams、out. weren't understaffed. Like your you, wow, I know. Hey, luxury. <laughs> right. Where like there was actually a push to make sure that all teams are staffed so that people don't experience burnout. And there was just a culture at this new agency where they're like, no, we like to keep top talent here. Like if you are a great worker. And you know you're a great part of a team, and you're providing an excellent service to both your internal team and your client. We want to keep you around. So like, we want to make sure you're happy as an employee, so that you can keep doing work for us. What a concept! I know, like, I know. <laughs> all companies need to be paying attention right now. Yeah. So, coffee break. Um, and that was that was a great feeling, and so that has really sustained me at. My current job,、yeah. which I really love. So career、love. kind of settled. Like yeah, career settled. You found not only what you like to do, you found a place where you could grow、mm-hmm. and like develop more as your interests、mm-hmm. sort of started to span new horizons. Right. And you felt supported. So now time to experiment with something else. Right. So now it's like okay, I feel like I'm you know at where I should be at my career. Maybe even at selling. Right. I was able to、um, teach yeah, at UCLA.、Right. You know, like I was getting accreditations and you know compliments and awards at my current agency.、And、I was like, okay, like this feels comfortable. This feels good. This feels like an area that I can grow in. And so I feel like, okay, check that off.、Nice. Like that is good. Then the feeling of complacency. What's、mm-hmm. that word? Complacency. Yeah, yeah. Complacency was settling in. Oh, okay. And I knew it wasn't my career, right? Because I had a positive trajectory there. I felt like I was providing a value, and I was really enjoying my job、mm-hmm. and getting recognized and growing. Right. Which is like, okay, yeah, that feels good. You know, pat on the shoulder. Yeah. But what? What else in my life is making me feel like stale? Stale. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's then where. You know, the moving conversation kind of enters the chat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving has entered the chat. Right. All right. So, Now there were two chapters to this little chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you went to San Diego for six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, around eight weeks. Oh, eight weeks. Two、yeah. months.、Um, By the way, I was supposed to go with the ex. That was part of the heartache of twenty 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 one. Right. So that was. Bad time. Bad timing. Odd year. Bad horrible. No good. Odd year.、21. Amazing place, but still bad vibes、right. because of that whole thing. Right. Yeah. But I had thought even back then, it's like okay, maybe I don't want to live in New York my entire life, right? Because、yeah, yeah. we grew up on Long Island. I went to school upstate. Moved to the city. It's like I've just kind of like been in this New York bubble my entire、yeah. life. But and it's like a blessing and a curse to be from New York. Oh yeah. You know, it's、yeah. like where else in the world is there? But also there is a lot. There is、and、a lot like, more. There、right. is to explore, and it's good to get out of your hometown, even if your、yes. hometown is in New York. Yes. And I've had I have the privilege of you know having been able to travel throughout、yeah. my lifetime. So I I've had a taste of other. Cities and cultures, and you know, really just like places throughout the world that you can be、yeah. other than New York City. Right. Like, oh, I want a concept. Yeah. <laughs> so you like go searching like for a different vibe, a different、right. shake it up. Right. But that that was back in 2021, where my mental health was not within that window of tolerance.、Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how how credible was that stay? Right. Like, not great. Yeah. But that was even a conversation I was having back then of, do I want to always be on the East Coast? Like, I really don't like. You know, daylight savings and seasonal depression, and、Horrible. you know, just it's really a tough. If the sun sets one more day at three thirty p.m., I'm I'm out. Yeah, yeah. You're like, bye. Just beating、yeah. myself out to the west coast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the thought process. So when you went to San Diego, I remember you were talking about like 
how in life you were trying to do some different experiments mm -hmm. and that you rented an Airbnb out there and mm -hmm. you just like basically tried living there for yeah. like two months. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of like get a sense for how it felt and all that. So yeah. What happened in your evaluation of that? That's a great question. Cause I think that was really the start of my life that I started treating my, you know, quote unquote, big life decisions as an experiment. Yeah. And like you and I have talked about this a lot and it, it that advice, like, changed my life. Yeah. I was like, oh, so I can just like try a new career and it yeah. doesn't have to be my dream career forever. Right. Okay. <laughs> and that was even part of moving to the other agency. It's like, yeah. if you are not happy, you can make a change. And it doesn't have to be permanent. And it doesn't have to be permanent. It, it doesn't have to be the right thing either. But yeah. like, not every decision that you make has to feel so fucking permanent. Right. You're literally just experimenting. Your whole life is an experiment until yeah. you find the right concoction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you do the San Diego experiment. And now how did you evaluate how that went? That was tough because one, it was 2020. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2021. So still like COVID. It was before vaccines were right, out. Right. Because so I the, remember when we came to visit you, it was still like we had to get COVID tests. Like we had yes. to like quarantine. COVID. Right. Masks um, were like, yeah readily being worn mm -hmm. um so it was a little difficult to kind of understand the culture that was out there because i think being in heavy um you know pandemic vibes the culture of san diego was probably very different than what it was yeah. now yeah however i could still feel and understand the lifestyle of people that were out there maybe not like the social aspects when you're like oh like a bar or you know like things like that but I could understand that the lifestyle of people that lived out there was much more healthy mm -hmm. and active than what I have experienced on Long Island, upstate New York, New York City. Yeah. Like, there's just a overall um, notion and um, focus on wellness, whether yes, it's your for sure. emotional, mental, physical, mm -hmm. like... Being active, being out in the sun, like, yes. yeah. And, like, also, just... like, enjoying your life. Not yeah. working to live, but working as a part of your life. Yes. Not Agreed. to... It's a nice change of pace when yes. you go out there. Yeah. It always takes me a couple days to, like, decompress before I actually settle into the, like, ah, oh, uh, okay. Right. Oh, I, I can, can slow down. Yeah, I can breathe now. Yeah, like, I'm still, yeah. like, going, going, going at New York pace. Right. And then the person in the coffee shop is just, like, the chillest person you've ever yeah. met. They're and like, you're how's like, your day going? Oh. And they mean it. I'm like, I'm like, what? What do you want? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. right. Like, Stop wanting me. Give me my coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, you need to just settle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you were getting a taste of that vibe and that lifestyle. Yes. And I think that part of it was positive for you. I agree. And I think it did set the stage for, okay, once everything else is in check, like, this is a possibility for you. Mm. This is something that you can work with and really, like, grow, right, get to that next level of, like, growth in my life towards happiness, really. Yeah. Because it's like, if you're only doing what you know and you don't take those experiments and you don't have those experiences... How are you ever going to know if you can be more happy than you are right now? Yeah. So true. You'll never know. Yeah. So that was like a little taste of it where I'm like, okay, like there does seem to be more out there that right. I could get from other places, places to live. Yeah. Right. And other communities, other cultures, you know, other lifestyles. So that definitely planted the seed. That was like the first, the first little taste. Yeah. A little of a, Yeah. Right. Of like not residing in Manhattan mm -hmm. anymore or like even being on the east coast just right. like a very different different aspect so you do that experiment mm -hmm. and then fast forward to I guess it was probably around this time last year yeah. when you came to us with the powerpoint <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
the Bauhaus. And that was the three different cities that you were considering yeah. moving to. Yes. And it was like elaborate. It had yeah. like, oh, yeah. so it was like, it was like San Diego, Denver, and mm-hmm. Charleston. Yeah. And uh, everyone had like a section on like the cost of living, what the mm-hmm. vibes are, um, like how close you could live to the beach and like right. things like that. Pros and cons. Yeah. Amount of single men in each area. Yes. <laughs> it was a big one. Huge yeah. factor yeah. of the eventual choice to yeah. move to Member. Yeah. Um, but so you went through this like very thought out process, I guess, right. for evaluating. Yeah. Very rational process. Yeah. yeah. A very rational process. Yeah. Um, and you decided to move to Denver. I did. That was the winner. Talk to us about why. So ultimately it came down to culture. One, how I'd fit in with the existing culture and community and the lifestyle of the people that are there. And you are so Denver vibes. I am so Denver vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so crunchy. Yeah. Love like, going on hikes. Yeah. Like, like I wear my Tevas like yeah. 350 days out of the year. Right. Like, <laughs> the tan yeah. lines are intense. Yeah. 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 They are <laughs> forever. And yeah. It's like I have tattooed tan lines with my Tevas <laughs> on my feet. Um, you you know, should I, get a little Tiva tattoo on I really foot. should. I feel like I wouldn't buy it. Like, I want to be... Tiva, if you're listening, I'd love to sponsor you. because, Or yeah. you sponsor me. Yeah, Kat yeah. is your biggest yeah. fan. Or even like, I'll, I'll, I'll make your, your user-generated content. I yes. will. I'll be a Tiva girl. But yeah, so I really thought like I would fit in well with the culture. Denver, everyone's really active and outdoors and adventure And, you know, like as much as New York City has a lot of fun aspects about it. It's like on weekends, people are like, oh, you want to go to brunch? But on weekends in Denver, I wake up and I'll get a test like, hey, anyone want to go for a hike today? And that and like, to me... Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The answer is, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And so, I think there's like so many more options for outdoor activities there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like so much more a part of the culture. Whereas in New York City, like there are so many things to do. But when it comes down to it, a lot of what's, like, on repeat mm-hmm. is, like, drinking and getting food with your friends. Yes. And that, yeah. like, is expensive and not that enriching. Right. Right. It's poison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I think, too, like, also as someone with chronic mental health issues, right, seasonal depression is a very real thing for me. Yeah. And so New York well. is very difficult in the winter for me. It's really, like, the cold goes straight through to your bones. Yeah. It's very cold. It's very gloomy. So gloomy so gloomy and just it's just depressing like it even really if you is. don't have like chronic I mental health issues choices every day right <laughs> it's like no one likes the winter in new york unless yeah. it's like christmas time and you're looking at the tree and you're like all right i guess today is fine <laughs> yeah yeah this one <laughs> this day one this moment five minutes okay. that i'm standing here is okay yeah so that's really where then denver and san diego were taking the lead because one actually Denver and Colorado are like they have 360 days of sun a year. Like it's yeah. a very it's like sunny the sunniest state. place. Like yeah, so even though it's cold, it's I think yeah, I think it's the top. Yeah, one like of the, the sunniest top. city in the U.S. or yeah. something like that. And even then, it's dry air out there, so the cold isn't just as like frigid. Yeah, the air like, doesn't hurt your face as yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, you're just like oh, it's cold, and you're like okay, okay, whatever, yeah, it's keep fine. going. Yeah, but it's still sunny out, so you're like I'm fine. Yeah. Um. So culture, climate was like big. Where I'm like okay, I think my like mental health and physical health and everything would do well. So yeah. kind of like. San Diego and Denver were really, like, leading the path there. Right. Um, and then... And then... Men. Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> men was a big one. Where San Diego definitely also, like, there's a lot of, like, army bases or, like, naval bases out there. And I was like, okay, okay. Right. But I thought that tying into the community aspects of, like, okay, if I want to find a life partner who really loves to do the things that I want to do... Yeah. And if those things are in Denver, then I should, I should move there. Yeah. 
Also, like, cost of living was big too. San Diego's <sighs> just as expensive, really, as it's Manhattan, but you need a car. Yep. So that increases your cost too. Yeah. I know. I mean, well, I've gone back and forth so many times with moving to San Diego, and yeah. it just like it was not affordable at all to buy yeah. anything that I would have liked, anything close enough to the beach that would have given me the whole reason I wanted to be there. It just like wasn't going to provide the kind of lifestyle that I was actually seeking. Yeah. Um. But, like, I do love it with all my heart, but it is a costly consideration. Yeah. And I think, like, all of these things, like, cost of living, like, being with a community that you really identify with mm. and can, like, grow with and feel a part of. Yeah. Um, they all really, for me, live under quality of life, too. Yeah. So I think that when you, like, boil everything down, it's like, oh, why did you move? It's because I wanted a better quality of life. Yeah. And I was getting that. I felt I was getting that from my professional career, right? Like, financially, I was like, okay, like... I'm doing okay, like, really grateful for my salary and that I can, you know, afford things mm-hmm. <laughs> in general. Um, but it was just, it's hard to feel comfortable, I'll say, in New York City. Um, whereas in Denver now, I can live alone, which for me is a huge increase in quality yeah. of life. Like, just having my own, yeah, just having my own space, you know, being able to operate on my own terms. And um, that was, like, a really, really huge increase in, in quality of life. And even just, like, the type of living like, area, like, apartment that I was in. Yeah. Where in Manhattan, like, if a truck went by, my entire apartment building would just, like, shake, and I'm like, all right, this is it. We're going down. We're done. This Not is it. lie, you had the coolest apartment I've ever seen in New York City. It was, I like, did. this 1700s building yes. that George Washington literally <laughs> met with his troops in. Yes. But, yeah. like, it also looked it. You know, like, it yeah. was... <laughs> yeah, it was in rough shape. It was hurting, yeah. yeah. A couple of times on the staircase, I was like, am I gonna step through this and, like, right. wind up on the, you know, about downstairs floor? Maybe. Right. We're like, maybe, maybe there is, like, some, like, Sons of Liberty, like, right. skeletons, yeah, and you're like, oh, you're like, the around there, too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, coolest apartment ever. Yeah. And so open. Very Friends-esque. So Friends-esque. Yeah. They could have filmed the sequel yes. in your apartment. Yeah. And it was me. Right. But your new apartment is amazing, and <laughs> the you. location is so prime. It's yeah. in a really walkable, like, cute part of Denver. Yeah. I feel like I saw so much of why you love living there when mm-hmm. we went to visit a couple months ago. Everyone there is just so genuinely open to friendship. Yeah. I think, as you said, like, most people are transplants, right? Like, yes. Like, not many people are actually from right. Denver or, mm-hmm. like, they're not from the city. Yeah. So it's, like, a really genuine thing. Whereas in New York, everybody's on their own fucking agenda. Like, right. nobody wants to be your friend. Right. Like, they're going... be bothered. No. Yeah. They're going to hang out with their friends, but, yeah. like, they're... Don't disrupt them. You know, don't chat anybody up. It's right. just, like, not the same kind of openness and, mm. like, genuineness towards making new friends. Yeah. I feel like I really saw that from the new friends that you've made in Denver, which yeah. is, like, awesome. And I think, too, is, like, I tried to make new friends in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I was able to like achieve sports that. sports leagues. You were yeah. involved in things. Right. Like, I did. I did make new friends. Mm-hmm. But it was difficult. Like, yeah. I really had to put in a lot of effort. And you planned a lot of things. Like, you had parties. You invited right. them over. Like, right. I remember it I was purposefully was trying to build new friendships and relationships. Yeah. Um, so and- how do you think that the overall move to Denver has impacted your quality of life? Is oh. it falling within the uh, the window of tolerance? Oh, <laughs> gosh. We are, like, we are streamlined. Like, we are feeling good. Uh, yeah, I'm really, one, grateful I was able to financially be able to move. I'm really, really grateful that my company allowed me to go remote because that's a huge thing too, right? I'm so fortunate to have one, maintained my current job, which was a nice thing where it's like, okay, a lot of variables and like things in my life are changing. I'm moving across the country. Yeah. If you could keep at least one thing. Right. One thing stable. Yeah. Was huge. Um, And also like, I love my job. 
So I was like, really like, please, I don't want to leave. But like, I need to physically leave. But I don't want to leave my position. Physically leaving, mentally not leaving. Yeah. And we've worked it out too, where it's like, I'll be back in New York every six to eight weeks. I feel like I've been back. I know. Yeah. Like six times, like 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm back. I'm present, right? Involved. (laughs) Yeah. So it's nice to see everyone. Yeah. uh, So it's been working. But overall, I won even, which is so crazy, like after all my mental health issues, right, I feel like I'm like, okay, we're on this like learning journey, I know myself really well. Now I'm in this like next chapter of my life where once I got to Denver, I'm like, I'm a freshman again. You know, it's like, I'm just like a freshman in this chapter now of yeah, my life. Yeah, Denver freshman. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm, you know, even like, okay, we're going on year two, sophomore year. Yeah. Um, I've even been learning a lot more about myself too. It's like, how do I operate as a human without a physical support system? Yeah. I've had one um, really great friend in Denver too, who's my college roommate, shout out Katie, um, who's really been like a great help in like transitioning me into the city and, and being mm-hmm. there for me. But, you know, you go from having, you know, how many people were at Halloween last year? 60, you oh know, 60 plus people in a network yeah. in the physical place that you're in. the most epic <laughs> Halloween parties ever. And like the funny thing is that for the entire next year, anytime that cat would tell a story about her friends, she would always refer to them by their costumes. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, oh yeah, you know the guy in the spaceship? And you're yeah. like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he's getting married. Oh, good oh, Oh, yeah. oh, who's he getting married to? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, the girl, you know. <laughs> the moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, perfect. Yeah. So happy for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are engaged, actually, if you remember the oh, moon. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, that was, that was, um, it was hard, you know, going and being really on my own, you know, learning about myself, how I operate really super independently, and also exploratorily. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exploratorily. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like learning how I operate while also discovering a new place yeah, and new people, new friendships, like new hobbies of my own, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I didn't know that I love like snowshoeing, you know, it's like stuff like that. It's like, oh, cool. Like, this is like something <laughs> new that I can like discover and learn and grow in. Right. Or even like I boulder, rock climbing. Oh my right. God, that was so much fun. Right. I started bouldering and rock climbing and I'm like, wow, this is healthy and fun. When you told us that we were going to go, I think you said rock climbing, you know, to like put it simply for us Mm -hmm. New Yorkers, Um, our other friend and I were like, okay, yeah, like that sounds fun. Yeah, you're being polite. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so we get to the gym and we're getting through the little intro and they're showing us, you know, okay, use these shoes and this and that. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm looking around and I'm like... Where are the bungee cords? Like, where are the ropes that are going to prevent me from falling to my death? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? So we're just going to climb, like, just, we're just going to free ball it. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so I was definitely a little apprehensive and I did break a couple nails. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, it was one of the most gratifying, fun activities, like, I have done in a long time. Yeah. It was like instant gratification. Yes. Oh my God. It was so much fun. And you're using muscles that you never use. Yeah. So like the next day you're like waddling around like, oh my God, I literally can't move. Yeah. 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 But it's so fun. And like, it's a wonderful community too, where everyone who goes is really encouraging of like other climbers and you just want to see everyone succeed. You know, it's not like, oh, I want to be the best climber out there. I know people are like cheering for each other. Yeah. It It was like very communal. Yes. So like I've made friends even through the climbing gym. And so that's been like really nice too. I feel like one of the major themes that is coming out of this is that the new friends that you're meeting are values based. Mm-hmm. Like it's because you share something in common with them. Like mm-hmm. you've met friends who are at the WeWork, like hustling away, and then they're like, "All right, but it's four o'clock. Let's go get a drink. Like right. time to like go and decompress." Mm-hmm. Their lifestyle is now kind of similar to yours in their outlook on work. Mm-hmm. And you've met the friends at the climbing gym who are just like really active and they value community, meeting mm-hmm. new people and trying new things mm-hmm. and like pushing themselves. Whereas 
It's not that you can't meet those kinds of people in New York, but I don't think that there's as many built-in activities that, like, show you what other people's values are. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely, like, values-based hobbies, but, like, going to the Met, for example, right. kind of a solo activity. You're not, like, right. walking up to strangers there and being right. like, hi, would you like to right. like, do you want to be coffee? friends? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's amazing about Denver. You've really been able to find those, like, values-based activities to show you the people who you belong with. Yeah. Yeah. That's and nice. even, and that's like trickling back into my professional life mm. where I'm like, say I go to a, right, the climbing gym, you can like work from there. I'm with my friends. And if they're like, <laughs> one told me recently, he was like, yeah, whenever you say anything and I can tell you're stressed, I just immediately change the subject to like distract <laughs> from like you being stressed. I'm like, like you oh, are wow. so kind. Like, yeah, like stress you. culture in New York would never. Oh no. They'd no. be like, yeah, fuel the fire. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, establishment. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But then, like, night in, like, Denver, right. they're like, oh, let's just, like, not be stressed and, like, just enjoy life. And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, beautiful. What? <laughs> yeah. Unfamiliar with that approach. Yeah. Right. Quality of life. Check. Yeah. That's so. amazing. I'm yeah. so happy that, I mean, I've seen you thriving, but just, like, having this conversation and hearing more about how it's affected your overall well-being and your mental health and... Mm. It just seems like it was the right choice for you. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah, like, for now. It right. have to be forever. I'm still like, in the experiment. Yeah. We're still in the experiment stage, right? Experiment like, is ongoing. Yeah, forever. Forever ongoing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, who knows, you know, how I'll feel when my lease is up? Who knows how I'll feel in two years? You know, I'm single now, but, like, maybe I meet someone in a year or two or, you know, maybe I travel for two years and then I, like, take out, have another experiment and try out, like, other areas because, you know, now I'm fully remote. So, it's like I can do this from yeah. anywhere. Yeah, there's so many, like, good things that could be on the horizon. Yeah. And I love that you have that experimentation mindset where it really opens you up to trying new things mm -hmm. and new experiences. Nothing has to feel like it's set in stone. Yeah. And I think maybe that's one of the biggest takeaways from this interview conversation, yeah. catch-up that we yeah. just had, is, like, just try something. Try yeah. something that you think is going to affect your overall mental health and your quality of life for the better. Right. And if you don't like it, like, most things in life are reversible, I would say. Probably not, like, having kids. Like, maybe think that was true. <laughs> yeah. But, like, most other things in life are pretty, you know, like, right. changeable. Yeah. Experiment. It. Yeah. Just, I love it. Uh, just test it out. See how you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's an amazing way to close out. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I love this. This has been such a fun This has been it's such so a fun, fun. On the pink couch and everything. You got the whole setup. I love it. <laughs> I know. We got the vibes in here, right? Yeah. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend who maybe is going through their quintessential quarter life crisis. And if you want to help me out so that the podcast can get discovered by other young women going through their personal and professional awakenings, please give the podcast a five star review wherever you're listening. It really helps the algorithm to share the podcast with the right people. That's all for now. See you in the next one.